Good evening, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me and my guests this evening as we talk about peace in the storm as we review this book written by Stella. Before we go ahead, I would like to ask you to share this video with others so they can join in, so they can listen to what we are talking about. And also, if Joanne, you could put the book on the screen so we can see this book we're talking about. Thank you so much. So I'm going to introduce Stella now. Stella is a woman who wears many hats. She is a dental practitioner, a wife, a mother, a life coach, an entrepreneur, and she has a Facebook page called Voice of Hope. She is from Zimbabwe, where I'm originally from, but now she resides in Namibia. So Stella, welcome, and thank you so much for joining me tonight. Thank you very much, uh, Jane, for having me. Thank you, Dela Talks, for having me. Lovely. And then we also have Emma Blewett. Emma has lived in Zimbabwe for about 30 years of her life, but now she lives in the UK, and she shares her story in this book amongst other people. You know, uh, she tells us of a story of how God helped her navigate through the storm after receiving a cancer diagnosis. Hi, Emma. Thank you so much for joining me today, me and Stella. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you. Lovely. Lovely. You know, my personal review of this book is that it is a tool of encouragement that everyone needs in this day and age we live in. I've heard someone say the Bible is still being written today through the stories of our own lives and the work that God is doing in and through our lives. And the stories that are shared in this book are stories of hope, perseverance, long-suffering, pain, strength, and overcoming each and every storm. The people describe their life before and after the storm. And the storms range from homelessness, losing loved ones, cancer, failure in exams, or even losing everything that you think you have in life. So my first question is to Stella, what made you write this book and have it published now? Thank you so much, Jane. Uh, there's a preacher who said that you are either going through a difficult time, you are going out of a difficult time, or you are in a difficult time. So that's life as it is. But when I wrote this book, I had hit rock bottom. I was going through so much that I had to take a step back and look at my life and meditate. I'm the one who shares the story of losing it all. I had lost it all. So now I had time to really sit and meditate and think about life. So I got, I'm one person who writes when I'm 
you know, when I'm going through stuff, I write it down. So in writing it down, I started also sharing on my personal Facebook profile what I was, you know, words of encouragement. And as I did that, there are certain people, you know, my pastor, my mother-in-law, they said, the way you write is so good. Maybe you should write a book. When the third person spoke, I'm like, I think God is speaking to me. So I, I looked at the notes that I had written. I'm like, this can actually be a book. So, so I started the journey of writing the book and I realized I needed more people. Then I approached people I knew who had also gone through difficult times and the book was born. Wow, lovely, lovely. It is such a powerful book, a book that I couldn't put down. When I started reading the book, I just couldn't put it down. And I could sense God all over it. And I knew, I said to you, Stella, maybe we should invite you and talk about this book because I like to see people encouraged. I've been through storms myself, and as Emma has been as well. Uh, but I just want you to explain how did you put the people together? Surely, the, the, you know, the way the stories are so powerful and relatable. How do you think God put you guys together? Did you know Emma from before? Um, yes, uh, I, I can say God puts people in your path before you know what their purpose is. So most of these, all of these people, I know them personally. I started an organization which helps um, to give free medical and dental services to the uh, underprivileged people in Zimbabwe. And we joined another organization called Zimbabwe Carers Network. So it is through the network that I then met Emma because she also had a cause that she was also running with. I also met Henry through the Zimbabwe Cares Network. I met Pastor Munatisande, he is my pastor. He was also my coach. So I watched him walk the journey. Uh, the other uh, lady, Yvette, was my student and I mentored her through failing her exams. So I also shared her journey personally. And my mother-in-law introduced me to Katalia when she knew I was writing the book. She said, you need to, to hear her story. And also Rufaro is my husband's friend. He also said, you need to put his story in the book. So I believe God just put all these people together because I believe each story has a person or has people that it is supposed to impact and touch and change. That's right. Okay, yeah. I'll go on to Emma now. Thank you so much. So Emma, in the book, you share with us that you were given a diagnosis in 2008 of cancer, and it was cancer of the tonsils. But when the doctor told you this news, he said something like it had spread throughout your mouth. Please share with us your story. Just, just what, what happened, you know? So share with us your journey through this storm. Basically, uh, initially I struggled with sinus and um, coughing, very bad, felt like tonsillitis, um, very bad tonsillitis. Um, I let it go for a while and saw the specialist and um, had the scans and it was diagnosed, and it was quite an urgent situation. 
um, I wasn't able to have the treatment in Zimbabwe. And the country was going through huge difficulties. So people surrounded me and came together to help me go and have my treatment. Um, I went to Cape Town in South Africa mm-hmm. and I met amazing doctors there. They were fantastic. They literally saved my life. Um, it was a long haul. It was a very, very long haul. It uh, took me a good few years to get through it. And I can't say it was easy because it wasn't easy. But um, basically, I I tried to focus on each day. I had my children. And eventually in time, um, I think you spend time healing and trying to get better. There were times when I had bad days. There were days I didn't think I was going to live. And there were days I didn't want to live anymore. But those days, you know, I got through them. And... I think we all come to a point in our lives and we're that ill. Um, you're recovering and you are just existing. Mm. You just exist day to day. And living is actually a choice that we make. We have to decide to live. Yeah. And if that's how I started was every day I would find one thing that... I enjoyed whether it was a flower or the sky or the sun um, or just one thing I wanted to do that that meant something to me each day and that helps you to get for you know to get through it it really does yeah thank you thank you so much for sharing that with us Uh, before I move on and ask you another question, Emma, I just want to say to Stella, so when we look at the book, chapter one talks about the nature of a storm. Can you briefly describe the nature of a storm? What is a storm? What are we talking about? (laughs) Wow, a storm in the book is any situation in life that is difficult, that is painful, that disturbs your inner peace. And storms come in various sizes. They can be big, they can be small. You know, like losing your car keys when you have an important interview can be a storm. Yeah. Getting sick is a storm. Losing a loved one is a storm. Losing a job or, you know, failing is a storm. So anything that disturbs your inner peace is a storm. And so in this book, I refer to all difficult situations as storms. And from this book, we realize that when storms come, they leave scars in our lives. They leave memories that may be difficult to erase. They may actually change the whole outlook of our lives. But it's important, like what Emma highlighted, I love it. I actually highlighted it in my book that you have to choose to live, not to exist. So when you are in a storm, the storms will come, but you have to choose to live. And this is the message that we want to share with the world, that no matter what you are going through, it's your choice to live And it's a choice to go through it because some storms are for a lifetime. 
Are you going to be miserable for the next 40 years of your life? You have to choose peace. You have to choose to live with it, accept the changes, and appreciate each day that God gives you. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, so the main question that people often ask when they are going through challenges or storms in life is, why me? And I know you address that in the book, Stella. Can you just uh, expound on that? Why me? When someone is asking, why me? Yes, we do ask. Each time I'm in a storm, I'm like, why me? But I, as I asked myself when I was in this storm, I realized that there are certain times God puts you through situations so that he can refine you. He chooses you sometimes because he knows there's something special in you. There's a diamond which is still covered by rubble. So for you to get to the diamond, you have to remove everything that is coating it. So you have to go through the process of refining so that those traits, the characteristics sometimes that are in you that are not according to God's word can actually go through your storm. So the storm comes to refine you. Sometimes the storm comes to clear your path so that you get to your destiny. As you read the book, you will realize that there are people who went through a storm so that their purpose in life can be revealed. We have Emma, we have Henry, we have me. I started an organization because I grew up in the deep rural areas where I only saw a dentist when I got sick and we had to travel 300 kilometers. So I was like, I want to be able to bring this service to the people. So your storms can actually get you to discover what God wants to do with your life. And lastly, the storm may actually come so that the glory of God will be shown in your life. So that when people see you overcome, when people see you at peace while you're in a storm, they will want to know, they would wonder, how is she doing it? How is he doing it? And you bring people to God through your storms. So that's, my, that's the answer to why you, God chooses you because he knows sometimes that you can handle it and he will be with you. That's right. Emma, if I ask you this question now, when you were telling us your story in the book, you say, accept your new you, accept your limitations. Most of the time we are taught, you know, there are no limitations for a child of God, but that's powerful. The statement that you, make, you made is to accept your new you. Tell us more about that. When you go through a process um, of surgery or treatment or whatever, you lose a part of yourself. Um, there are side effects and changes to everybody in any, in any type of cancer that they have. There are changes that you have to learn to live with and you have to accept them and you have to accept who you are. The new you is different to the old you. Yeah. And even mentally, we're different. We're different mm. people, physically and mentally. And you have to just accept that and 
go forward with it and it'll enable you to be stronger yeah yeah I remember you said after the operation, you had to learn how to eat again. You had to learn how to talk, you know, the things we take for granted. But that journey allows you to be, to be somebody new. Like I said before, the stories of the people, you share your journey through the storm and you shared after the storm. Can you tell us of how you've been helping people after this journey? You know, and I know it may not have ended. I know you're still seeing doctors now, but you, you, you are helping other people whilst, you know, you've been through that cancer and that stage in your life. But there are things you are doing. I know there's the Zimbabwe cancer carers. You know, talk to us about that. To be honest, um, I was approached by people who knew what I'd been through um, when they were going through similar things, and they asked me to help them on their journey. That's how it really began. Um, and uh, one person I went, used to go and see them every week and go and help them just daily cope with things and see what they needed to do and encourage them because people need support. Uh, yeah. they, they really need support. It's, it's, I think it's the most important thing. Obviously, finances are, you know, are always a difficult thing, but emotionally, I think that's the most important. And there are so many people in need. Uh, I think it's overwhelming the number of people that need help. Um, yeah. And I, I wish there was more people helping, really, because... Um, yeah, there's just people who who need encouragement, help. And, you know, there are bad stories too. Not everyone um, survives this. It's, it's a fight that they have yeah. to go through. And I've yeah. lost many people who I've been close to, haven't made it. But for me, it's being with people on that journey and even being with them at the end, if you need to be with them, encouraging them, helping them, and just reassuring them, that's what it's about. And there are cancer survivors who joined to help me. And mm. there were other people who had been in care, helping, you know, for many years. I had great people with me. There was fantastic people in Zimbabwe, really. They, they helped the community so much. And mm. Zimbabwe Cares encouraged me to do it. Um, mm. Friends said to me, I mean, you have to Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. We, we need people in our lives, you know, who encourage us and help others. Okay, uh, you know, I don't know where that echo is coming from now. You know, one thing I wanted to mention on how the storm, oh, that's good, it's gone now, on how the storm changes your life is from the story of Munati. He agrees with you, Emma. He says the storm will affect your finances. It will affect your programs. It will affect your lifestyle. You will have to come up with a new schedule that caters for what you are going through. So it will change your life and your lifestyle. That was one of his lessons that he was, you know, teaching us.
So I just thought I would agree, you know, there are changes that you have to make in your own life. Okay, so moving on, when we look at the six testimonies of the different storms in this book, we see how the invisible hand of God was there for all the people. And I'm reminded of in the Bible, the story of Esther, it demonstrates the invisible hand of God working throughout their lives. How important is it to know that God is always there for us, Stella, in a storm? You know, sometimes you, you know, may sometimes not be able to but you know that God is with you, that invisible hand of God working in your life. How important is knowing that? You know, Jane, um, the one thing that is constant is God. People will come and go. Our friends will get tired of us complaining of what we are going through. And sometimes they also get busy with their own lives. But God is the only constant in our life. He's the anchor who keeps us rooted, even in the most difficult place. So knowing that God is with you helps you to sleep even when you don't know when you're going to get your next meal. Knowing that God is there and he said he will never leave nor forsake you will make you wake up in the morning when you have one dollar in your bed to go to work and you don't know how you are going to come back. But you believe that invisible hand of God will take me back and I'll come back with groceries for my house. I've seen the invisible hand of God personally in my life to an extent that my friend read the book and she said, Stella, I cried. Why didn't you tell me you were going through that? I told her, I'm sorry, Peshi, but I was in a space where I had to put God yeah. on the stand and say, if you don't do it, you are. I don't know who else is going to do it. I'm not going to look for help. I'm not going to borrow. I'm not going, but I'm letting you be God in my life for this time. So God says that, you know, when you pass through the fire, you shall not be burned. You shall not be consumed. When you pass through the water, you will not, you know, you will not be swept over by the water. So this is the word of God and his promises are true. And when you know that, when you have that in your storms, it will help you to, you know, to realize that you are not alone. It may be bending all around you, but you will not bend. You will not be consumed. That's the power of having God in our lives because his invisible hand keeps you afloat. When everyone thinks you're sinking, you will be afloat and you are watching the storm raging down right below you because you know there is a power that is greater than what's happening in your life. I like that. Thank you so much. That is so encouraging. So when we look at Monati's story, he says that he watched his mother struggle with an illness and people were praying a lot for him. You know, this man, Munati, is a pastor and he said he would pray for others and they would get healed. 
but his own mother, he prayed and prayed and it, you know, she did not make it. He watched it go, you know, he lost his mother. How do you handle that situation? How can you find peace in such a situation, Stella, I'm, I'm, I'm addressing this one to you. You know, you know Monazi better. And obviously he explained that in the book, but this was a painful moment. And I know that during that time for four years, you know, his mother was unwell. They were praying, they were standing in faith and, and just believing and praying for others and seeing others being healed. And I know his wife lost his mother, her mother as well during that time. So that was a very difficult time in their life, but he did not quit. So I just want you to explain to our listeners, how can you find peace in such a situation? Thank you, Jane. You know, Munazi Sunday is one of those stories that took me long to write because, you know, each each time I would try to write, it was so, you know, it would touch my heart. I could not go on because I also questioned as I watched him preach every Sunday, every Wednesday, you know, prayer night, you know, he would show up, he would just look normal, be a normal, powerful pastor. You know, he would pray for you, you get your breakthrough. But I knew he had an issue that he was also asking God to do something. So I had this question, I'm like, how did you do it? How do you do that? But I realized that, you know, there are times when you cannot really explain what yeah. is happening, what is keeping you afloat, that's the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. It may not be, we may not be able to find words to explain it, but I believe that peace that Jesus said, my peace I live with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives. This is the peace that is unconditional, the peace that makes you to preach a powerful session when you are expecting a phone call that your mother may be dying that's the peace of it can only be God it can you know you can never explain that so from Nazi Sunday I realized that's the invisible hand of God Jane that's God and also I believe him understanding his calling also helped him to even find peace in the storm that sometimes we don't get the answers that we are praying for because, you know, as a pastor, you would expect that my mother should be healed because, you know, I, I'm doing God's work. But yeah. it doesn't happen yeah. that way. How, you know, how do you process that? It's the most difficult thing. But okay. I believe okay. the hand of God was with them as a family. And even the prayers that they were doing were actually working on them to continue with their journey as ministers in God's work and to give them strength. So the answer may not be what we want, but it's what we need in that moment. And the strength that comes from God, I believe kept them going even financially, emotionally, and you know, in their general life. That's good, that's, that's good. good. And Madhu, do you have anything to add 
as to how can you find peace in the midst of storms? Do you have anything you want to share with us with regards to trying to find peace? I know before you said things like, you know, um, you know, just hanging on to something you like. Is there anything else? How did you manage to find peace throughout your difficult journey? For me, it was about learning patience. Yeah. It, for me, I think I was a very impatient person before I had cancer. And nothing happens quickly. So it's it's about learning to understand and give your body time and give your mind time and try and stay calm, not to panic um, and just go with each day. That's what I did every day. And I knew if I kept going, you know, things would improve. And I had my children. I had great support. I had fantastic friends, um, family Really, I, I was very, very lucky in that people helped me. Yeah. My fight was to get stronger and to to fight the physical limitations I had. So my fight was to get better myself. Yeah. And and that took time. That took me some years. Yeah. You know, it wasn't something that happened in a couple of months. So it was it was about keeping the faith that that if I kept going and, and kept persevering, I knew I could do it. Fantastic. Thank you so much. So when one thing we need to tell our viewers or something this which is very important about storms and we see in the book is that they do not last forever. You know, quoting from the book, Stella, it's, you said, next time, you are caught in a storm. Remember that Jesus can bring it to a sudden halt in its tracks. Can you explain to us that storms, can you encourage someone that storms do not last forever? Yes, it is true, Jane. It is so true that storms will come, but they will only last for a season just like how we have winter summer spring storms also come for a season and you need to realize that what you are going through will soon come to an end and expecting that end will also give you peace in the storm you know knowing that you are not alone i i remember i wrote that part as i was describing the storm that hit jesus and his disciples and in this um in that chapter we realized that jesus was there but he was sleeping so in most of our storms we feel like jesus is sleeping but our comfort comes from knowing that he is sleeping in the boat that I am in. He is in my life. That boat is your life. So having Jesus in your life, in your boat, gives you the reassurance that when things go bad, you can run to him and say, Jesus, do you not care that we are perishing? You go to him and say, Jesus, do you not care that my children, my marriage, my health is perishing? Because he's right there with you. And when he wakes up, 
He will do something amazing with your life. He will rebuke the storm. He will turn around whatever you have been facing. Or he will give you the strength to endure that season of the storm. So I just want to encourage you that nothing really stays forever because we have a greater king, a greater father, a God who loves us. And he gave us victory through Jesus Christ. He gave us victory through the cross and through his blood that by his wounds, we are healed. And everything we need is in him. So when we cry to him, when we seek him in prayer, when we worship and praise him, even in our storms, we will realize that solutions will start to come. When we are at peace, even healing comes because we are not fighting that which is fighting us. You know, we fight from a place of peace and comfort, knowing that God is working in our storms and he's clearing the way for us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, I'm going to okay, move I'm going on to... now. We've got about 10 minutes left also, but I just want us to look at one story and I just felt that God, we had to mention this testimony of a young man called Henry. Um, so I, I will just describe the situation or the storm that Henry found himself in because he says he found himself in it. He did not think that he would ever be homeless. So this young man found himself homeless and he had just graduated from his studies and he was in a foreign land. He says for eight months he was on the streets and the streets became his home. And these were the streets in Johannesburg in South Africa. And these streets are very dangerous. Even those who know South Africa will agree with me that the streets of Johannesburg are very dangerous. And Henry says he never thought it would happen to him, but it did. And he, he said while he was living on the streets for eight months, he became friends with the people on the street. He started asking them about their stories and some of the stories were heartbreaking. His purpose was birthed through the storm. Henry became a voice for the homeless. Before this storm, he was planning to start a business of his just personal, it was him about life was about him you know but after this storm his purpose changes and so we see the birth of this eat out movement in africa and all the people with testimonies like i said before in this book something was started to help other people and uh you know what henry says there's a web page for this movement please if you can look at it, it's called eatoutafrica.org and you will see the work that this young man is doing with the homeless people. And if you're moved to support him, I would encourage you to support him. And he also talks about mental health issues that someone can face when they are living on the streets, when you constantly worry about your safety, about what you eat. But one of, I'm, I'm getting to my questions. One of the lessons that Henry tells us is that sometimes financial rewards are not as important 
as the satisfaction of helping other people. You know, so we see that, you know, his life was changed. He had purpose out of his storm. So as we look at our lives today, I'm inviting us, you know, to look at the storm you may be going through now, or maybe you've just come out of that storm and that you will decide to act. You will decide to do something about it as we have gathered tonight and we have encouraged you with these stories of people and how it, you know, they decided to take action. Emma said, her friends said, Emma, you've got to do something, you know, and today me and Emma and Stella are saying, instead of worrying, instead of crying in that storm, Think of ways that you, things you can do to help other people. In the book, Henry says, you do not need much to help others. All you need is the will to do it. So I'm asking us listeners not to be only inspired, but to have the will to do something about it. Is there anything you ladies want to add to this you know what i've been talking about is doing something being moved to do something i'll start with you stella like you did you did something you okay thank you jane um what i would really want to encourage everyone is to take a step back when you are in a storm have a fresh look at what you are going through ask questions so that you get answers. You know, sit with a little diary or journal or with your phone and ask questions that will help God to answer you and reveal why this storm has come and how you are going to overcome. Because I believe in looking back and going through what you looking through what you have gone through will help you even to understand and to discover what God wants to do with your storm through your storm and in your storm. So take time to reflect, meditate and ask God questions because he wants to speak to us. He still speaks to us even in this day. That's right. And Emma, at the Emma, end of I would like to uh, encourage people to accept the days when they're down. Um, allow themselves that time to recover and the next day get up and start again so don't ever be put off if you're feeling down let the day go rest and recover and continue onwards again the next day also the expectations of people around you your families and friends although they love you you can feel overwhelmed by the expectation that people have of you. And I encourage people to go at their own pace. Do what feels right for you at that time. Ask your doctors the questions you need to ask. Because sometimes people are scared to ask doctors what they need to know. Don't be scared. Make a list. Go down and write everything that you want. Speak to them and get the answers because that will reassure you. And basically, don't, don't give up. Keep going. 
and try yeah. and be as positive as you can. Um, obviously, we all have dark times and you're allowed those dark times. So really, that's all I can add. Thank you so much, ladies. But before we go tonight, I'm going to ask Stella if you can pray for those who may be going through a storm right now, that they find peace and the strength they need. And then after that, I'm going to ask Emma if you can pray for those who have maybe have been given a cancer diagnosis, that God will be with them, will give them the strength, the courage, for good doctors, for support, for healing. So we'll start with Stella if we can pray. Let us pray. Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus. We thank you for this time we have had. We pray for everyone, Lord, who's going through difficult times. We pray for your peace that surpasses all understanding. We pray for inner peace, which is not conditional to what is happening in their lives. We pray, Lord, that each morning you fill them with strength. You renew their strength because that's what your word tells us. We pray, Lord, that when they seek you, when they ask questions, you will answer them, Lord. We pray that... You give them strength to rise and do it again. And I pray, Lord, that you give them victory. You give them testimony. And we pray for the blood of Jesus over everyone, our families, our friends, everyone who's on this broadcast, who needs your help right now. Father, I pray for peace. I pray for solutions. I pray that you reveal why that storm is in their life and that you give them the strength to overcome. We pray for all this through Jesus Christ, who is the king who conquered it all. And we believe he paid it all on the cross. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Okay, Emma. I want to pray for everyone today that's been given a cancer diagnosis. Give them the strength to understand when they're told and also the understanding to do something about it. If you're not feeling well, go and see a doctor. And if you're given the diagnosis, try and just deal with it day, one day at a time. I pray they have strength patience and encouragement may they have people that surround them who can support them maybe help physically help financially and i hope people out there will not be scared of helping those in need i hope they will make a step forward and help those around them because people sometimes are just too scared to approach people for fear of not knowing what to say. But people always need your help. So please don't be scared. Go forward and help those in need. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, ladies, for joining me tonight. It's been a wonderful time of conversation. Uh, you know, we've had so such good response. I'm looking at the comments. You know, thank you so much, ladies. Thank you, Stella. Thank you, Emma, you know, for bringing that experience, that knowledge, 
you know, over that storm that you've had. So thank you so much. Thank you, Stella, for obeying God and writing this book. We thank you for, for your obedience to the Holy Spirit. And please do get a copy of this book. It will encourage you. You know, it's something that I go back to, you know, for encouragement. And like we, we've not touched half of it. There's just so much in there. So many other testimonies we've not talked about. So should you need that book, it's available from Amazon UK. That's where I got my copy. Otherwise, good evening. Thank you so much for joining us. Mm -hmm.